Welcome, everyone, to November's uh, Peace Alliance Department of Peacebuilding campaign call. Uh, we appreciate everybody joining us, and we're, we've got a wonderful agenda and discussion uh, portion. And we start out with check-ins, just brief check-ins from everybody, where, who they are, where they're from, what about the Department of Peace bill they want to share in, in uh, how long they've been advocating or whatever you'd like to share about your connection with the bill. Uh, I'll, I'll start us off this time. I rarely do that, but I'll do that. Karen Johnson from Illinois. I need to change my name on here. And uh, I got involved in 20... I always get this mixed up. 2005 or 2000... Yeah, 2005. <laughs> um, and... Uh, yeah, so this is really wonderful news in the midst of all of the violence and frustration in the world right now that we're getting more co-sponsors on this fall than more than we've had in a long time, uh, especially newer ones in addition to the, the previous ones getting on. So I'm very heartened right now. Um, Who would like to go next? I'll go next. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Amina, and I am from Dublin, California. Um, I've joined um, the Peace Alliance and Department of um, Peace um, Peacebuilding campaign about uh, a year ago. I um, attended, I learned about it from a talk, uh, Marianne Williamson talk, and after that, joined the first campaign call, this, this very meeting, and um, I think it was exactly a year ago. And I joined the meeting and uh, that's amazing that this is actually my one year anniversary of working with you all. And um, it's become a calling for me since then. And the rest is history. And I'm just all in for the rest of my life uh, making this happen. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, that is a danger with this. We do become. Yeah. <laughs> that it doesn't take until the rest of Mina's life for the bill to pass. <laughs> Uh, and happy anniversary, Amina. Yes. yes, thank you. I just realized as I'm talking about it, I just realized, wow, that is actually my one year anniversary. Yeah, it does feel like we've known you at least three, if not 10 years. So thank you. I know it feels for that jumping way to in me. with both feet and your whole heart. We've appreciated yeah, it. Yeah, it's a good way of saying it. Uh, I will just say hi, everybody. Um, I've been involved since 2004, but today's been a good day because I've spent like at least two hours with like a few people that are on this call. This is an amazing family. And so, I mean, thank you. I mean, it's it's a good thing hanging out with you. So anyway, good day. Keep show off the streets. <laughs> Would you say? I, I said it keeps you off the streets. I don't think it keeps you out of trouble, but it does keep you off the streets. No, no. You know me, I'm always going to be. Be a in little... the halls of Congress, yes, that too. <laughs> yeah, and Gloria, I'm not sure if you mentioned you're in D.C., yeah. No, I didn't, yeah, I'm in D.C., okay, thanks. Next. I think it's Laura's turn. I'll go next. Uh, hi, everybody, I'm Laura. Uh, wonderful to see everybody. And I live in northwestern Pennsylvania near Erie, and um, I guess I got involved in... Uh, the Peace Alliance, like in 2019, 2020, and then I've been on the Peace uh, Committee, the DOP Committee for about three years now. And um, 
what else were we supposed to say? <laughs> Having a wonderful time. <laughs> yeah. Anything you'd like to say about your relationship with the bill? Ah. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, I'll just go in order of people being on the call. I think Kendra was next and then Nancy. Yeah. I'm in Tallahassee, Florida. And um, people are really friendly. And, but I don't know why we have so much, much dissension politically. So. I'm keeping on working on the bill. Thanks, Kendra. Nancy? Um, I am from the San Francisco Bay Area. I've been involved with the campaign for Department of Peace Building since 2004. Um, my relationship to the bill, um, very good. Very good relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Had a lot of psychoanalysis over it, and I think we're I think we're good with each other. Okay. Yeah, uh, and then I think Charlie and Jana were kind of tied getting on the call, but Charlie, you're unmuted. Why don't you go? Sure. I'm Charlie. I live in Amherst, New York, and I um, <clears throat> I'm just loving being part of a beloved community, working for the creation of a beloved community. Beautiful. Thanks, Jana. Can you speak now? She asked that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, chat. She mentioned she didn't want to be. Okay. Bren, say hello to us. If you can. Hi, how are you all? <laughs> I hope you can hear me. I, I usually talk for about five seconds before I realize I'm still on mute. So. <laughs> nope. We can hear I you. Drove, I'm in the Northeastern Kentucky. I just drove in from uh, Lexington. I'm an uh, education advocate. And uh, and I'm on our state advisory council for gifted ed, and this was our meeting day, so I'm almost like just walking in, and um, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. It was it Karen Johnson who helped to uh, get me situated, give me the details and everything, uh, so that I could chime in. So I'm I'm glad to be here. I um, I've done some things with like uh, Mom Demand Action. Uh, doing some um, advocacy here in Kentucky, going to Frankfurt uh, for a few things. Um, but, uh, and I've been like a, a youth director. And of course, you know, we always push pre uh, peace. And and so I, I just want to do more directly um, related to uh, peace itself and to help uh, build my skills in communicating that and and getting youth more excited about that concept. So, love it, love it. You're in the right place, I'd say. <laughs> it, it's so nice to have you on the call. Yes, welcome. Thank you. And I, I like your your. Uh, I don't know if you'd call that, but your hairpiece, your headpiece. Oh, and my headband. It looks like you've got <laughs> your universe with stars all over you. Yes. So, uh -huh. Gorgeous. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. 
And who is on the phone from 612 area code? Um, this is uh, Beth Blick. Okay, I'm from uh, North St. Paul. Welcome, Beth. No, oh, thank you. Would you like to say anything else to us today about how you feel about the bill or anything else? What bill? Now, what bill are we uh, focusing on? HR 1111, oh, oh, Peace Building. Oh, 1111. Oh, yes. The, uh, what's going on with it now currently? Yeah, that'll be up later in the agenda. But we're just, if you wanted to share something about your feelings. Yeah, I mean, I'm just really afraid of what the hell is going to happen with the react, you know, since we now have a reactionary speaker, you know, bound and determined to, you know, step in the way of uh, a lot of things. And I think we can't let that happen. I'm just yeah. really so pissed off. Yeah. So. The, uh, these are challenging times. And, and, uh, yeah. I, oh, yes. Yeah, we do. The other day that almost every generation can say these are challenging times. And, uh, oh, yeah. For different reasons, but here we are. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. No kidding. All right. So I'm just going to do a brief overview of the agenda before Lori leads us in the connection exercise. Uh, okay. Got the, uh, DOP advocacy updates from Nancy coming up first after the connection. And then we have our presentation and discussion on gratitude as a way of life from Amina. And, okay. and then we'll have a discussion about gratitude and Amina will yeah. lead us in that. And then if, see if there's anything else on people's minds, if we've got a little time left mm -hmm. and then we'll just yeah. uh, give you uh, reminders about the next call and a couple of other things that we included in the reminder email. Okay. So Lori, mm -hmm. sure. uh, lead us in connection here. You're muted. You're on mute. Lori. We're, we're getting your energy from your movement. Can you? Yeah. So I'm just saying like, yeah, just get, I know I'm a little stiff. So let's just say, let's just get comfortable, you know, and relax those shoulders. You know, if, when you're comfortable, if you're comfortable, you know, just to close your eyes, this is, we are going to get to a place of complete peace. Hmm. So I just invite you, you know, just let go of, Anything that was on your mind before this call, just let it all go. And just to allow yourself to be right here with this, these beautiful souls. Yep. Let's just take a nice, some nice deep breaths. Let's... And as you exhale, just allow yourself to just do a nice, slow exhale. Let's do that again. A nice, deep in-breath. Slow, slow out-breath. Just relaxing, letting go. Let's do that one more time. Nice, nice, deep in-breath. As we go into that place, that secret place within, that place that's where peace is always available to us, 
That's where we are right now. I just invite you to go deeper into that space by we're going to um, go deeper into that heart space. And if you want, you could put your hand on your heart, but just then now imagine as you breathe in just normally that, but you're breathing in from your heart center, breathing out from your heart center, breathing in all that is good. And then as you breathe out, we're sharing all that good from the heart. And I invite you now to um, imagine something that just brings an instant smile to your face, something you are just grateful for every single day. You say, I am grateful for this, or it could be anything that pops into your head and you just say, oh mm -hmm. my goodness, I am so grateful. Whatever that is, just feel that sense of gratitude. That instant smile. And that feeling of gratitude, you know, it just fills our heart. Right? When we are grateful, we see how beautiful the world is in that state of gratitude. So in, in this state of gratitude for what it is that your time came up for you in our gratitude for the gift of life, in our gratitude for this Mother Earth that sustains us, in this gift of gratitude, knowing that we all are just one human family. So in this feeling of gratitude and the joy that that brings, Let's embrace every, every being on this planet. Imagine we're part of that light. We are melded now. Our vibrations have, we're in that place of peace, in that place of love and gratitude. We are one with spirit and one with spirit. Imagine how our light just embraces with spirit the whole world all creatures, letting everyone, everything know it is loved. In this state of gratitude, we hold the highest and best outcome for all. And in this vibration, we envision the world of our dreams. Thank you, Lori. And so it is. Thank you. Take it away. I've got dogs barking, picking. Oh, oh no. Well, I'm grateful mm -hmm. for dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm um, I'm also grateful that we have a voice. That still in this country we have a voice, and um, I'm saying that partly because I just wanted to tell you all a little bit about what's happening in San Francisco right now, um, and then I'll talk about the bill. But right now um, we're in the midst of the um, APEC conference, the which is the Asian Asian Pacific uh, Economic. Um, cooperative and leaders from 22 Pacific Rim nations are in San Francisco right now and um, it's, the big, it's the biggest gathering of uh, worldwide leaders here in San Francisco since the United Nations was formed here in 1945 so it's a really big deal and um, <laughs> President Biden also arrived yesterday. He's meeting with the Chinese president today. He may be done meeting, I don't know, um, by now. But uh, they went to uh, a little town near San Francisco called Woodside, which is a beautiful mm -hmm. and secluded town, and probably yeah. went there because it is secluded. But I suspect they went there because there's a place called Alice's Restaurant there. <laughs> and it's where all the cool people go the hippie types the motorcycle types so i think maybe that's why they when they went there i'm not sure um but <laughs> we'll we may find out someday or not i don't know um but also being san francisco being america being the way the world is right now um the leaders have been uh confronted and um, welcomed by over 150 groups uh, from the non-APEC uh, coalition of peace groups and peace groups, women's groups, uh, Tibetans, people from Hong Kong, um, yeah. Filipinos, um, climate groups, you name it, all protesting that they're here. So it's mm -hmm. been a San Francisco welcome. We've given them a lot of rain and um, a lot is going on. I thought one interesting thing was uh, today, uh, San Francisco city and LGBTQ leaders are hosting a gay pick to go along with APEC <laughs> to, show, to show the appreciation of this city for the gay community. Um, and the Tibetan folks unfurled a banner on the convention center just before it starts. Uh, dictator uh, mm -hmm. Xi Jinping, your time is up, free Tibet. Uh, you yeah. know, so anyway, there's all of that going on. And um, at least in this country, we can still do that. So that's why I'm, I'm appreciative that we have a voice. Um, another oh, way- Oh, I am too. Yeah, another way we use our voice, all of us, is working for the Department of Peace Building. And um, yeah. we have really good news. Uh, just yesterday, we got two new co-sponsors on. Um, one was Representative Alma, Alma Adams from uh, North Carolina, uh, who we've been working to get for years. We've gone to her office, mm -hmm. we've written, we've, Deborah Paz has been instrumental and uh, Sylvia Garcia from Texas. And um, so yeah. I thought just for like maybe a minute or less or whatever, if Charlie would tell whatever mm -hmm. magic you know about getting Alma Adams on and then 
Laura, if you or Laura, if you would tell your magic uh, connection with um, Sylvia Garcia. So you want to? Yeah, she seems to be pretty decent. Yes, yeah, for sure. So Charlie, how how in the heck? What was your interaction with them? Nancy, um, did you meet uh, with her office in May, in the May advocacy days? No, no. Oh, see, this okay. is all the more mysterious. How how we how we got her on, Charlie? Okay, I look back in my notes, and I thought mm -hmm. that we scheduled a meeting with her office in May this past I May. I think we tried, but didn't. Yeah, that's okay. All right. Um, you know, I mean, the only thing that I can tell you is um, something that you're. You know, you've been at this since 2004. I mean, we're talking about persistence and perseverance, mm -hmm. perseverance right. and sweet oil and never mm -hmm. give up. And, yeah, right. you know, gentle, polite, courteous, steadfast, optimistic attitude, you know, keep on yeah. tactfully, diplomatically, appropriately calling them, emailing and hoping and praying and you know never giving up that's so all i, I know i think in in some of your communications the staff person said well she's already on or she's signing on or something and we're like yeah this, this guy <laughs> the legislative director reuben goddard she's mm -hmm. you know she's already on it's like oh great thank you you know and then it's like she's not showing up on congress.gov or wherever and it's like Next thing you know, I mean, now she's on, so good. <laughs> and Alma Adams, I wonder what her alma mater is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, my so. God. You're too goofy. I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, you're brilliant, but, you know, oh, you're brilliant and goofy. So Larry had a super close encounter with um, Sylvia Garcia. So maybe tell us about that and... Yeah, well, so my takeaway was you just never know if it's going to be your email, your phone call, your follow up. I mean, even years later, because mm -hmm. it just happened. I mean, I'm lucky I, I live in D.C. and I was de I was delivering our beautiful flyers that Nancy had has, uh, you know, designed to that office. And uh -huh. it was a Friday and you don't usually see members on no. Fridays. And I walked into the office and they were and I knew that it was her with her staff because there's all these young people and. So when I'm wearing our, my shirt again, and Amina could even uh, model <laughs> that Nancy uh, designed. <laughs> and so I, I telling the whole group while I was there and she, um, she immediately, the Congresswoman just said, I'm all about peace. And she goes, I think I'm already on that. And one of her staffers, he goes, well, not yet, but mm -hmm. you know, we've talked about it. And you know, that was, I think that was the lesson to self that it just, I happened to be you know, I was grateful that I walked in exactly in that time and it was easy, mm -hmm. right? You know, but you just um, never know. So it was very cool. So Charlie and I both, kind of, and then the same thing, the gal said they were on, but it wasn't showing up on congress.gov, but she, they, you know, she followed up and uh, now they both are. So wow. yeah, anyway. That's yeah. divine timing, huh, Lori? And that's, divine that's, timing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Amazing.
Yeah. So you you never know. And um, as a result of our meeting with uh, Congresswoman Ramirez from Illinois, who also signed on fairly recently, uh, we decided Good. to try to try to schedule about 12 meetings uh, during uh, November. So we've been in the midst of doing those. And just today we had two, I thought, very good meetings, one with Susan Wild from Pennsylvania and one with Anna Eshoo from California. And um, uh, since we don't have much time, well, I won't say much, but the, uh, the one from uh, Susan Wild was very promising and also I think Anna Eshoo maybe, but we'll, we'll see. And um, so anyway, we have a few more meetings to go uh, probably the first week in December and Lori will okay. be dropping, uh, we're, we're entering holidays for peace and an e-blast will go out early next week. We have an Amplify list yeah. holidays for peace. that's now on the website uh, with 11 members and, um, Lori's going to the Hill to deliver our brochures to, I forget what, but close to hundred people, if you survive, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so that's sort of where we're at with all that. And then Karen has been writing, um, uh, letters every week to president Biden, um, suggesting to him, oh, he want to create an office of peace building. Uh, Kendra got inspired yeah. by that and did the same thing. Um, and then I'm going to turn it over for a quick report from Kendra about some awesome peace building going on in Colombia. Um, oh, really? Great. If you may not know, and I didn't know that. Um, yeah, no. Colombia is warring, was warring on many different levels with many different yeah. people. And, um, and so they got a new administration and the, they're uh, about uh, peace building and at all levels of the government. And so the Global Alliance for Ministries and Infrastructures for Peace was helping them and we had our um, summit there, and they um, a committee was formed with GAMAP and senators from Colombia, so that they created a bill to enact a ministry of for peace, and it was presented last week. So I I I didn't get an update from then. So. <laughs> The only update I saw is they'll update us. Yeah. Yeah. It's not exactly the kind of stuff you're going to see in the corporate media, unfortunately. No. But to me, this is a lot of good news that's happened and um, to be grateful for. And Absolutely. therefore, I want to turn it over to the gratitude queen, um, Amina, <laughs> to, talk, <laughs> to, talk about, to talk about gratitude. I like that title. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy and um, the DOP committee members who gave me the opportunity to lead this discussion. Uh, one of my favorite topics to talk about. I could talk about it for days, but I will not. I will I'll, I'll boil it down to 10 minutes <laughs> and uh, in the interest of time. But before jumping into our discussion um, of gratitude, I uh, wanted us as a as a group 
um, to uh, take a moment of silence to acknowledge the suffering that's happening all around the world with so many wars and conflicts, uh, especially the, uh, in the right now in the Middle East with the people of Palestine and, and those on the Israeli side, innocent people who lost their life yeah. on October 7th, uh, as well to keep them in mind and, and the mass murders that's been happening in, in, the, in Palestine in the past month. Yeah. Um, to acknowledge that um, and um, go in our hearts um, for, for a moment, um, sending them love and blessings and, and a pledge to um, to work towards peace and hopefully making um, wars like this obsolete someday and, and, and making peace possible on earth. So to, to, to give that comfort to them in a virtual way. So if you could take a moment with me to send, send a blessing towards them. Thank you. Um, so with that, um, when, when Nancy uh, asked me the other day what topic I would like to talk about to lead this uh, this month's um, discussion, um, I, given we're days away from Thanksgiving and in the month of November, well, typically a, um, a a month of reflection and um, and giving thanks. Gratitude was was the only thing that kind of came came up for me, and um, when I contemplated on on what gratitude means to me, what came up for me was again gratitude is a way of life. Um, yeah. What does it mean to practice gratitude as a way of life? For me, that means being grateful for every aspect of my life, everyone in my life, um, not only on the thought level but with my words deeds and actions as well um we always often discuss this in this group um that peace uh and uh, i've heard nancy deanne and others mention that peace is a verb uh in order to be the peace we want to see in the world we have to, to to live peace in every aspect of our life and um i i think it's the same is true for with gratitude or any fundamental principle that we follow in our lives and, um, and, and gratitude is the same way. Um, for me, uh, my practice of gratitude starts, um, you know, with the, the moment I wake up, I, I, I start with a prayer of thanks. Um, I, I thank for the breath, uh, for having another breath, for having another blessed day, 
uh, I could not wake up that morning, but I did and I could breathe. So I start with that, thanking for my breath for the day. And and I, I ask for guidance for that day. And, um, and then I go about my day. I have a morning prayer, usually a routine. Um, I'm a practicing Muslim, so I pray five times a day. So in every one of those five-time prayers, by the way, in, in my morning prayer also um, includes not only gratitude, but it follows a, another 20 minutes of um, meditation. And that meditation is keeping every blessing of in my life, bringing that to mind, every person in my life that I interact with to my mind and sending a blessing to them. And you all are a part of that. So every morning when you feel the warm and fuzzies, if it's a blessing coming from me towards you. Um, so I'm I'm grateful for for all of you and, and I show that every day I, I send that to you, whether you know it or not, I do that as a practice. Uh, and I close when I before I shut my eyes down and, and go to sleep, I, I I start with a you know, I end my day with a prayer of gratitude as well. And so just been doing this for as long as I remember in um and, and when you practice gratitude in every moment of day consciously like that, it becomes a part of your life, whether you know it or not. It just sub, it goes into your subconscious and it informs everything you do. Uh, and um, for me, you know, life is it's easy when life is peachy and everything is going your way to be grateful. Those are the moments that it's easy to be grateful, but it's the moments where you're challenged. Uh, moments that are difficult moments in life is when when you truly test whether you're actually living by that principle, where you can find the silver, uh, you know, the the silver lining in in in, in a seemingly horrible situation. Um, for, for for me personally, that what helps me is the meaning I assign to to every situation in my life. It's uh, if it's if it's the seemingly horrible situation, is the meaning I assign to it is what helps me um, assess it and, 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 and find the gratitude in that situation, even in a, in a situation that doesn't seem nice at that moment. Um, we've all had you know, challenges in, in, in life and similar to everyone, I, I, I've had my share uh, in my life. And um, as an example, like one of the situations I had to run into a couple of months ago. Some of you, I've this, uh, I've shared that with some of you here on this call. Uh, my my um, best friend, my other half, my husband, the closest person in my life, went through a, a major health challenge a couple of months ago. Um, he we came from a family outing. He wasn't feeling well. Had some chest pains, uh, unexplicable. Uh, very good health. Goes to the gym five days a week eats clean, very healthy guy otherwise. And uh, we go to the emergency room and um, they said he had a heart attack. Um, so that was a scary moment for us. In that moment, it's just like mm. it, it flashed in front of him and we have two young kids. And uh, it was a very difficult moment for us to go through that night was very difficult for us. They admitted him. Thankfully, they didn't um, um, uh, angiography the, the next morning and they found one block artery um, that it wasn't a major heart attack but thankfully they were able to stent it they did a procedure and um, and it all, it all you know is it's he's doing better uh, but it it has been sort of like a roller coaster in the past couple of months for us um, 
with him adjusting to medication he wasn't used to. He never took medication, so he just wasn't used to all these strong meds. And so it, it's been, you know, a roller coaster, if you will, for, for our family in the past couple of months. But every moment, as soon as we came out of that, you know, he came out of that that room when they did the procedure, I was behind the door just waiting for him. He smiled and gave me the thumbs up that he's okay. And as if the whole, you know, that difficult night we went through just went away. And I immediately was just, I couldn't explain it, but I immediately went into a state of gratitude in that moment. That if this was a blessing in disguise, if they didn't know, if they, and again, it's the framing and the meaning I assigned it, that if they, if they didn't, if they didn't know if he didn't have this heart attack, we, they wouldn't know he had a blocked artery and he wouldn't get the treatment that he needed. And God knows what would have happened in, in, you know, a month, you know, five years from now or 10 years. Um, so to find that, you know, to find that space and, and, and now him and I on a daily basis, just every time a friend talks to us, a family and says, I'm so sorry that I heard about you going through this the immediate answer we give is don't be sorry you know this was a blessing in disguise and that's how we look at it that's how we frame it so um so those are the moments that we can really truly can you know find gratitude in a, in a difficult moment and you can find that um if if we look at it even beyond our personal life that was just in the personal experience i shared with y'all but even if we go beyond our personal life and go you know, if we look at the from a collective human, you know, situations that we're dealing with right now, for example, if we take the people of uh, Palestine right now, they've been under yeah. oppression occupation for seven decades. Uh, and with the amount of, you know, suffering that they have endured just in this one month, you know, it, it, it would, this, uh, you know, it would just, you would, lose hope completely and and I try to not it's been very heartbreaking and I try to not watch um, a lot of the graphic images uh, but one of the things I watched one of the news channels it was Al Jazeera or one of those uh, channels had it on and they were talking to this man who um, who had just um, lost his home and they were saying did you lose somebody and he just points to the building that's now a bunch of rubble that he lost his house in his entire family, all his kids, wife, he's mm -hmm. the only one driving in that entire family. And what, what struck me and just gave me goosebumps was that this man was using an Arabic word saying, um, yes, they, you know, I lost my family, they're, um, they're in, in heaven, they're in a better place. And he was using the word Alhamdulillah, which means it's it's a phrase that you say praise God, or you say it in a, in a when you express gratitude. He was thanking God. He was finding gratitude in that moment that his family is in a better place than this and, and that he's going to join them one day. He was praying to God for that. And that just for me, it just gave me goosebumps that that's, you know, when we said when when I thought about living gratitude or gratitude as a way of life, that's 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 a prime example of that. Um, and um, and so. Um, we can find, you know, gratitude if we cultivate gratitude as a way of life. You can find, you know, a silver lining in any situation in life. Um, with that, I wanted to actually, I came across, um, as I've been contemplating gratitude in the last couple of days, I came across um, a quote that I thought was very appropriate and just right on this topic that I wanted to talk to you all about. 
is from Susan. It's from Susan Nyquist, and um, she says, "When life is sweet, say thank you and celebrate, and when life is bitter, say thank you and grow." So I thought that was very profound. That you know, you can you know say thanks during the sweet moments of life and celebrate it, but those painful moments of where you, most of the growth happens. So um, with that, I wanted to kind of go around the room and give you all a chance to kind of express um, what gratitude means to you and how do you find gratitude um, in the most difficult moments of your life or how were you able to see the silver lining in a difficult moment in your life where you know you're, it, it was a seemingly horrible situation, but you found gratitude in that moment. So, well, I'll just go ahead and should I, did you want to just go ahead and, you, you can go ahead and volunteer or I can just call on people, um, I guess in the order that I see them on my screen. Karen, would you like to go first? I see you first. <laughs> Yeah, gratitude um, in the midst of pain is an interesting thing. Um, I've shared with some or maybe, you know, most of the people on the call that I'm a um, survivor slash thriver from uh, childhood incest. And during the first few years of my recovery, it, uh, yeah, something to hold, you know, being grateful to be in recovery and to be um, you know, releasing and healing and so forth, and yet examining um, what is the purpose of this violent behavior still existing on the planet? And uh, what I came to terms with is to um, to be grateful that I found my uh, way into recovery, as I call it, recovery from violence. Um, and um, I've had a couple people come up to me in my adult life and say, well, are you grateful for that having happened? Uh, because it does open the door to being, you know, having a um, more big hearted and so forth. And it's like, I, I can't say that I'm grateful that it happened, um, but I'm grateful for the strength that I've come through with it. To me, um, it shows that we have a lot of healing to do on the planet. And I'm grateful that I'm strong enough to stand up and participate in that. That's beautiful. Thank you, Karen, for sharing that. Laura, anything comes up for you? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, wow, <laughs> it's hard to like think of something short enough. Um, well, um, yeah. I mean, I just am always trying to like uh find that place of gratitude and just like you were saying, I mean, it just always be in that place of gratitude and yeah. be aware of it. Um, and I sort of really came to it in a deeper way. I went through a very hard time in my life. Um, and, um, through all of that, it was like about a five or seven year process where I was kind of detoxing from all of corporate America and, um having kind of like a spiritual awakening at the same time and um 
I was not able to be very functional. <laughs> and when that goes on year after year after year, and you just lose all hope, it's, it was really hard. But I was grateful because I had a close friend who helped me get through a lot of it. And uh, one day he said, he told me, he said, you know, Laura, it's like you're doing the Buddhist monk thing. <laughs> I said, what is that? And he said, mm-hmm. well, when you go to a monastery as a Buddhist monk, they take all of your stuff away from you and they give you a robe and uh, a pair of sandals and a bowl and a set of chopsticks and a mat. And they tell you to sit on the floor and stare at the wall until all your pain is gone. And so that's what happened to me until one day it was actually probably about a year before I started getting involved in the peace alliance and oh maybe it was a little bit before that and anyway I called a friend of mine and I was talking to her she's now working with me in my business and I said um you're not going to believe this and she said what and I said for the first time in my life I can sit and just be with myself I don't have to have a movie going on. I don't have to have music going on. I don't have to have people going over, coming over. I don't have to have work to do. I can just sit and be with myself and not feel pain. And that was just a really big moment in my life. And then what happened after that is just like a whole new rebirth of my life. And just having a completely different experience of life where everything just kind of flows and being able to be with you all and be a part of this um, movement and part of the DOP committee and, you know, just experiencing all kinds of wonderful creativity and wonderful things happening with my business. So uh, you know, it's like out of pain comes more beauty than you can ever imagine. And so I'm grateful for that. That's beautiful. Thank you, Laura. Nancy. Um, well, thank you. I mean, because uh, your words and the quote and just the idea of... Um, uh, transforming situations to the point where they can be, where you can hold them in gratitude. Um, that's, that's saying a lot to me right now. And um, it reminds me, come on, you, you probably heard the Paul Simon song where he sings uh, breakdowns come and breakdowns go, what you going to do about it? That's what I want to know. And um, so there is a way out if you can, if you can start, you know, getting to that point of gratitude and growth. So I, I really appreciate that. Um, my family's going through some hard times right now. So those words are saying a lot to me. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. Kendra, would you like to go next, Kendra? <laughs> well, this is very meaningful. I'm, I'm hearing 
very heartfelt conversation. Um, I think the hardest point in my life was um, was the accident that uh, left me um, broken. And I was so grateful that I came through it and uh, and I'm grateful for my walker and <laughs> and, and for the all, all the care that I got. And we always take a, a, a moment to say when we meet, nurses how um thankful we are to nurses i remember in the, in the hospital just a nurse taking me out to see the sunshine and that was a great moment thank you thank you kendra that was beautiful Charlie, would you like to say, um, say something? Sure. Thanks, Amina. Um, I was inspired by all you said, and it makes me want to start a gratitude practice. And I've heard of, of this kind of thing before, and I wanted to start a gratitude practice before, and I did a, started a little list and maybe did it you know, once or twice or whatever and stopped, but hearing you, uh, makes me want to do it again. Um, and I mean, things that I think of are, um, there's a film called um, Mission Joy, Finding Joy in Difficult Times. Maybe that's something with the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu. They had this great friendship. They wrote a book together or whatever. Anyway, it's amazing documentary and they interviewed the, the two of them together and it's just wonderful. And one of the things they talk about is a thing called Cognitive reframing, mm -hmm. cognitive reframing. Mm -hmm. So there are different ways of looking at things and a uh, situation for me, multiple situation is that in the past couple of years, I've lost people that were very close to me. And um, which is to say that they, uh, one way to put it is that they graduated. Uh, they transitioned, they graduated and they went to the happy hunting ground. Well, Hopefully they did. And I mean, so there's more than one way of me looking at each each situation, each person. And one is that I am grateful that they are no longer here suffering. And I am hopeful that they are in a place of pure love and peace and joy and happiness. And yeah, that's 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 what I want to say. I'm sure they are, Charlie. Thank you for Thanks, sharing Amina. that beautiful, beautiful message Thanks. with us. Thank you, Amina. Lori, um, would you like to go next? Um, sure. Um, this is so beautiful. You know, look at the sacred circle that that is created here. Um, 
I'm just really moved, especially people who have gone through something where, you know, to do a lot of work to heal themselves and to come to a place of gratitude. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I really commend you, you know, because like for me, I just feel like it's so easy for me to like say, you know, be loving because I just, I have this charm life, right? And so always known I was loved. I mean, I wake up every morning and it's like, thank you, God, for life, my life. And thank you, mom and dad, for I me. Mean, thank you for the, you know, for, for life, for God on the big scale. But thank you, mom and dad, because it's because of them that I'm allowed to kind of live my passion is how I look at it. But, it, you know, and, and as far as like little challenges, which, oh, I mean, some of it has to do with vanity. There are things that I think that, yeah, I wish that I looked a little bit different, but I know that you know, on a spiritual level, it's helping me grow as a person. So I, it's not like I embrace everything. Um, but I think because of my upbringing and also because of my spiritual philosophy, you know, what is, of course, miracles say, nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. That we know this is all temporal. You know, this is, yeah, it's, it's so tough to say our goodbyes to the people and our animals that we love on this existence. But I know in my heart of hearts that life goes on. And so I, I don't know. I, I just have so much to be grateful for, right? You know, and um, again, I'm just really touched by everybody just really, you know, just kind of burying their soul because to get to a place to be loving, to work for peace, to come to a place of that healing when you've really been th through a lot, that just shows me so much character. And um, anyway, I'm just really, I'm really touched by people's stories. So thank you. Thank you. Ben, did you, um, did you want to share with us? Did you say Bren or Ben? Okay. Bren, yeah, Bren, yeah. I'm not, Bren, okay, I'm not sure uh, all the names yet. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, sorry. So I may have. Oh, no, no, that's fine. I just didn't want to uh, step on someone else's turn. Um, thank you all so much for sharing. And it sounds like um, a lot of you, a lot of us, <laughs> I guess we, we all go through a lot, but thanks for sharing what you've been going through and what that means to you. I know that's not always easy, especially like we're just meeting people, like you're just meeting me and yet you're you're still sharing. So I, I appreciate that. Um, I have so much to be grateful for and to be thankful for. And um, let me turn on my camera. So, um. One of the things I'm trying to remember as I've I've been going through quite a few seasons of of loss, and um, and that it, I know there's a lot of us experiencing uh, painful things, and um, and we have so much to be grateful for. We the fact that we're up and breathing and and um, can smell flowers, can smell coffee can talk about our hurt and problems. You know, it's a beautiful thing because through the journey of losing some of my loved ones, I've watched them de 
deteriorate, you know, and and not again and not be able to to speak and share how they feel or to even tell us their hurt and pain. So just to be able to, to do that is a blessing. But when you're going through the pain, you can't always recognize that. So uh so I'm I'm hoping to encourage us all to um to know that there is something beyond that pain and that even though it's there's no fun and I don't think anyone wants to feel pain, it it is uh like a Um, I'm fr- I'm sorry. The name of the lady who could be able to survive it, and to take this the strength and the um, uh, and the appreciation uh, that comes with it when you get through it, and and the people maybe that helped you to get through it if you had someone on your side to do that. Um, I know sometimes uh, a lot of people don't or, or have as much as they they want to. But sometimes we can look in deep into the the crevices of of uh, even when we don't think we have anybody to something that somebody said, you know, at some point of your journey that you were able to to cling to, and um and that appreciation goes on for a long time, uh, and and it helps us. To want to provide that for other people, so then we've grown and become better, and um, and maybe help somebody else to be more grateful. Um, do do we have time? I want to read some. Somebody put a link in here, and that's what I was reading when I was trying to get back to the screen because it's hard to uh, for me to get to the uh, panels. But it was in that link. There was uh, it, it talked about. The difference of gratitude and gratefulness was an option on one of those links that uh, went to a blog. And um, and I read through this one part and it was just beautiful. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to read it. I don't act like I've remembered it that fast, but it's, it's really uh, beautiful. Uh, from gratitude to gratefulness. And it says, gratefulness is a state or quality of being grateful that can provide you a deeper more unconditional and robust experience of gratitude. Unlike gratitude, gratefulness does not require you to wait for outside circumstances to conform to your desires. Isn't that great? It isn't Mm -hmm. positive thinking or spiritual bypassing. Gratefulness is consciously choosing to adopt a grateful orientation to life. It empowers you to an approach to approach your life with the capacity for a grateful perspective, no matter what happens. And I think also the gentleman uh, who was speaking before, maybe he put that link in, but that's sort of what he was saying about um, a re- what did you call it? Reframing, cognitive reframing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. uh-huh, it's uh-huh, it's how you look at things and. And I, um, there's another old time quote that talks about it's not um, what happens to us that matters the most, but it's how we deal with it, how we respond to it, how we internalize things. So, um, so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful um, for the people that I still have in my life. I try to remember that because when I was going, to, I'm still going through it, but when it was right on us while we were dealing with the one loss before we could 
deal with that and fully feel that pain and get to the point where you could just celebrate that person's life without breaking it down and crying, then somebody else close to us would pass, you know? And um, so, and then you feel weak again because, you know, first you were just starting to get strong. And then just when you're starting to come out of that, you lose somebody else. So, so what I'm saying is, I know it's we're supposed to mourn and feel that uh, the pain and celebrate the those lives and know that their spirit and what we learn from them are still with us. We can't mourn too long because before you know it, the people that we are still blessed with will move on, and we we you'll stay in a perpetual state of loss instead of enjoying what we have and the people that we still have with us, and to be able to let them know we love you, and then we're upset that we didn't spend time with them, and you just end up in a constant spiral, you know, of 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 depression. So we have to take time away from mourning to appreciate the people in our lives and what we still have and not overly focus on the law. So, so thank you all for sharing and, and helping me to just meditate on that for a while to get that out of me. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate that. Um, Beth, did you want to um, share something? What comes up for you um, when you think of gratitude and difficult moments? When I think of gratitude, in difficult moments, I think of how lucky I am to um, be able to have some close friends and some family and having a, uh, oh, a decent case manager and, and uh, not be homeless. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, thanks. Thank you, Beth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Beth. I appreciate that. Um, Gianna, did you uh, want to share? Or um, I know you put some stuff on the um, on the chat as well, but you can feel free to share mm -hmm. if you like what, what comes up for you. Oh, I think you're on mute, Gianna. Like Bren, I'm grateful for many things. And she mentioned breathing. It was one of the things I was also grateful for, for every in-breath and out-breath. And uh, if you, we reflect a lot on impermanence, then we're grateful for every fleeting moment. And every moment is unexpected, what arises. And, um, and so we can just appreciate that without clinging to it. And then the um, and then we don't experience or or we have less experience, let's say, or less long experience of um, grieving or feeling of loss because when everything's impermanent, you realize that you know it's not going to last. So that's you know very realistic. So yeah, I mean there are many in times of difficulty. So. Recently, I, I mean, I shared about Viktor Frankl that, mm -hmm. you know, when I was in, in growing up, you know, we had a, a lot of exposure to the Holocaust and I read a lot of books about the Holocaust and 
don't know, like also read Victor Frankl, Man in Search of Meaning. I don't know, Amina, if you've ever read that. It's one of my favorite books, Jana. It's one of my favorite books. I've read it like five times or more. Uh-huh. You know, my father is actually cited in that. My father studied with Victor Frankl. And, wow. And Victor really? Frankl, Victor Frankl um, cited his, a paper that he wrote. He, he cited his students. So he wrote a paper, I don't, not published, but Victor Frankl had a copy. But wow. there are many, there are many um, printings of that book. So not everything. Wow. the bibliography. And, but yeah, anyway, so... But I found it helpful to, because however bad, whatever situation I've been in, you know, I always think, well, it's not that bad, you see. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it's like the meaning you assign to it, which is what Victor Frankl was kind of teaching us. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I'll say. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And I, the, 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 um, I've noted the, the, linked, the links you put in, um, in the chat as well grateful.org and, and the 16 guidelines to gratitude. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Right. I appreciate everyone sharing your perspective. It's just truly um, it's heartwarming that, you know, when we share, like someone mentioned, I think, Laura, you mentioned that bearing our souls, that's what it feels like. And so thank you for your beautiful stories and your perspectives on gratitude. I know we are probably a little bit over time, so I'll I'll give it back to Karen um, to maybe we wrap up. I I have a quote as well, but if there's anything else, Karen, you wanted to talk about before we do the final quote. Yeah, I'll just briefly do the uh, announcements that were. If you didn't get an email uh, for the reminder of this call, let me know at Karen at PeaceAlliance.org. So I can check out some of the people that who's always been getting them for some reason, haven't gotten them lately. Uh, but in that email, uh, we have the heads up for the, you know, the December call, uh, December 20th, uh, third Wednesday. Um, am I saying that right? No, it's the 18th. Nope. I'm looking at 2024. I was right to begin with. Um, so <laughs> Getting a little too ahead of myself. And also just mentioning December 7th, where two of the Peace Alliance board members will be on a call hosted by uh, a Rotary Club uh, in Golden, Colorado. So that should be a really interesting conversation that they're having. Um, and there's a link to register for that as a guest. And then also just a heads up about the King Center having about a week of programming leading up to Martin Luther King Day in January 2024. If you want to check those out, there's virtual uh, ways to participate or go visit live as I'm planning to do. And that's it for this. So we'll get your closing quotes. I mean, uh, thank you. Um, okay, so I've got a quote. Closing quote, uh, and if others want to share as well, Kendra, Nancy, I know you guys always have um, great quotes as well. Um, this is the one that Nancy asked me a quote um, for a quote for um, for gratitude, and one of my favorite Sufi poets, um, Jalaluddin Rumi, um, is is kind of my I, I use his poems as as a guide in a lot of situations in my life, and. Um, he, um, again, didn't disappoint me. So <laughs> I have a quote from Rumi. It says, be grateful for your life, every detail of it, and your face will come to shine like a sun. And everyone who sees it 
will be glad and peaceful. So I thought that would be appropriate for our call today. Beautiful. I just when when Bran was talking, I um it brought to mind uh, Maya Angelou and and her her quote that um to be the rainbow in somebody else's cloud, and it, I feel like that's what you all do all the time for me. Hmm. And you for us. Yes, that's that's those are the words. <laughs> yes, absolutely, Nancy. We appreciate you and we love you. Amina, thank you. I mean everybody, but thank you, Amina. That was beautiful. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, all of you. I mean, it was a group uh, group discussion, so I appreciate everyone's input. Yeah. Love you all. Have I appreciate a, have a you thanks. all. Brian, nice meeting you. Giving filled with <laughs> gratitude. Yes, yes, yes. Very nice to meet you and welcome. Hope to yes. see you, more of you in our upcoming meetings. <laughs> okay, happy Thank Thanksgiving. You. I, so too. I was just <laughs> okay. Thank you. I, think I missed Lori. the email um, that she gave. Was that Carol? Karen. 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 Lori, loved your, loved your meditation or your connection exercise at the beginning. Oh, thank you, Charlie. Amazing. So good. Well, you know, from my understanding, it's like, yeah, I, I do. I give send my love to people who are suffering. Of course, I thank them for their courage. Having said that, I also know if we really want, I believe that that we got to claim the world that we, you know, rather than focus on what is, we have to proclaim in advance what we want, you know, so that's where, you know, to get to that peace, we have to do it through love and not you know, there's a time for mourning, but I think that it's really, we have to be joyful in our pursuit of peace, you know? Mm. Mm -hmm. mm, very good. If you can't, you're not, it's not my, if you can't dance, it's not my revolution. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there you go. Good stuff. And just a reminder that uh, we can revisit this this love and, and gratefulness festival and the podcast, uh, whenever you like, it's usually uh, put up within a day or two on the Peace Alliance website, the Peace On podcast. I'm going to stop the recording now. Good night, everybody. You could stay on if you like. Good night. Okay. Good night. Thank Good you. Good to see everyone. Have a